Hello, my friends. Hello. Hello, Nigel. You're still on the laptop. I am still here. I'd, I'd never actually go away. It feels like I just looked at you and I, and I just had a flashback to the 1980s or 90s where you look like Zod who was caught in the mirror. Every time I open the laptop, <laughs> you're there. And I'm just like, what an obscure Superman reference. You know, I actually watched that movie last night. Well, that's that's you're you're a much bigger loser than me. Good. Lana's got no idea. I'm so confused. <laughs> it's all right. We'll put it on tonight and we can watch. Um, hello, my friends. How are you, Lana? Super well, thanks, Tim. It's like I see you every day. It's every day, every minute of every day. <laughs> that's we're lucky. I'm really enjoying the isolation, actually. Nigel, you're good. All all uh, the home fires burning bright. Yes, they are, mostly because I gave my four-year-old a lighter and just said, go just burn some stuff. Excellent. (laughs) Good parenting advice for all. Now, (laughs) let's jump into things that our lovely listeners really want to hear about. They could not care less about our lives. They can see that through the YouTube channel. Um, But let's talk a little bit about transition today because it is becoming more prevalent and it is starting to roll in wave after wave after wave. I think that's now a song, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm going back into my rave days. That's wave after wave. Anyway. Yeah, you, I'm the bigger loser. <laughs> I still have no idea what um, anyone's talking about. Well, let me bring you up to speed then because we, we need to get into your brain. Um, we've been observing a lot of our friends, family, employees, clients and obviously having a lot of dialogue with them at the moment, different people expressing, you know, how they're feeling about this big transition and um, – was reflecting on it um, myself and thinking, well, there's a lot happening around the world, but this type of um, feeling of uncertainty is not so foreign, if you know what I mean. I feel like this has been something that's 20 years of conditioning, frankly. Um, but listening to other people's stories, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember when I used to feel like that. Oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, oh right, that's why I'm not feeling so um, challenged at the moment, even though there's a hell of a lot of business challenges needing to happen. But actually from a mindset point of view, you forget a lot of people haven't gone through major uncertainty for prolonged periods. And Alana and I were talking over dinner because basically being 24 hours a day together, we're just we're going to get to tap every single conversation we need to have about anything. So any topics are great. Feel free to comment below because <laughs> we could do some with some dinner commentary. But we've all been through some major transitions and I thought maybe we'd we talk a little bit today, Lana, about, um, and I'll ask you, Nigel, is can you reflect on maybe some of the times in which you've had major transitions that, that stand out for you and maybe talk a bit into that experience because I think a lot of people who are going through this now for maybe the first time or with such intensity that it might be really um, helpful to hear other people's experiences in from you know real life and, and their real stories and, and hopefully we'll relate to them that this is pretty normal from a transition feeling, not that the world's pretty normal, but I think it'd be worth exploring it. Yeah. Yeah, so tell me, um, when's the last time or when when do you remember most a major transition for you professionally? Uh, I think professionally probably the biggest transition for me was when I went from working for other people to working for myself. So it would have been in my early 20s when I went from working at a big record label where my days were quite honestly just hanging out with rock stars and getting them juices to 
having to actually stand on my own two feet with no support in terms of structures, clients, money, anything, and build up from there. So that's probably the biggest one that I can talk about today. Yeah, which will be very um, probably an experience a lot of our listeners are going to have around needing to find some different ways of transitioning people who may have lost their jobs, people who may be um, work using this as a catalyst for, you know what, maybe my life should be a bit different. Maybe this is a real trigger for a lot of people that we're not really in control so I may as well go for things once we're, um, we've got our head above water here and, and try it. But, I mean, obviously I was around in the early stages of that and got to, you know, be part and witness it and, and we were together then. But what, what was it, I mean, even when you first stepped out of what was a structured world where you were earning regular money, you had schedules, you had to be somewhere at 9am or... You work in the music industry, so it's never nine AM. But you, you had a lot of structure, and you had a, a, essentially a career path as well. What was that feeling when you first sort of, um, I guess, broke away or or made that transition? How were you feeling then? Mm, it's it's an interesting one for me because the feeling was one slight of relief in that I really <laughs> I like control, and so I like the ability to make decisions, even if it's the wrong decision. If I can make that decision, then I can kind of work from there and do what I need to do. And so the decision, that's what I enjoyed the most about it, was that even though I was probably scared and stressed and concerned about what I would do next because I'd never done it before, I did have this sense of, well, at least whatever I do next is going to be up to me, not driven by someone else out there. And for those listening, it wasn't working at the time, not – the job wasn't a good job or anything. It wasn't working for your happiness in life. And you weren't being a millennial. You were literally – you'd been doing the job for a while. But it, it was a potentially – it definitely wasn't a dead-end job because you would have progressed. But it, was, it wasn't ticking some of the boxes that were making you happy even though you were doing really well. Yeah, I'd have – I've – I had all the offers to go up to head office, to move to Sydney, to have the career path that I wanted – But from my point of view, it was that I think I wanted more and I wasn't sure what that more was. So to quit everything that was stable and normal, um, to forgo a paycheck or figure out how I was going to make money in another way so that I could actually figure out what I wanted from my life, not to sound dramatic, but that was for me more important. And I think even in what's going on now, I still hold that level of even if everything around me is going to hell, yep. what is? what are the decisions that I can make that I can control that even if it fails, I'm going to be proud or going to be solid in the fact that I did as much as I could do? Yeah, and I think the advantage back then obviously um, being an observer and um, I was about to say instigator but I don't think I was the instigator. <laughs> yes, I have, you were. All right, well, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm, listen, maybe I manipulated it a little bit but it was for your own good because it was obvious to see that you're an um, entrepreneurial person locked in a structure of, oh, I've never thought about doing my own thing but out of everyone you're the person who should be doing their own thing. Some of us, Nigel, probably need some more structure in our <laughs> life but Lana's got the <laughs> discipline to um, to deliver and execute while, while obviously while she's very important here. But I think, you know, and I really want to help people listening at the moment because there'll be a whole lot that have gone through a transition. You didn't really have a game plan when you le- you left a great job in which you were progressing fast and it had a career path that could have been pretty freaking awesome. Mm. Um, 
but you had no plan and it's probably where a lot of our listeners are finding themselves right now or will find themselves in a month and even just playing with that idea, it's a sort of cool thing to go, well, let's just, if I'm out there listening, what if you had to start again right now? Because, I mean, how did you feel? I mean, you had some pretty emotional days at the start as well. Yes. Um, I, I was, look, I was reflecting on this probably a few weeks ago when uh, Nigel and I were having a discussion about getting content out because there was so much going on. Yep. And something that I was talking about to him was I always believed that the next step is that's what comes next. Yep. My only job is ever to focus on step one. And knowing that is when I left and I didn't know what else I was going to do is all I would focus on is, well, what's the next step that I'm going to take? And I'd take it. And what I realised was that every step becomes, well, that's step one. Because as soon as you finish doing something, you have to move on to the next step. Yep. So it was less, I guess I found comfort in almost forgetting what the big picture was. Yeah. Which for some people is very important for other people is scary. Which is really an illusion. Mm. It was the, the big picture and what you saw your life at that stage in your life. Is your big picture the same as it was 10 years ago? <laughs> yeah, like even close. Probably couldn't remember what it was to be honest with you. Frank, me too. But it was this idea of the lack of control over what's going on then and even now is if I can keep just doing step one. And yep. as soon as I do step one, the next step actually becomes step one. Because every time I found that I took another step towards it and it didn't have to be big, it could be getting a logo done for a business or sending an email to someone, it meant that all these other roads and steps and opportunities actually opened up in front of me because I hadn't thought of them before because I was so intrinsically, I guess, confused by what I was meant to be doing. Yep. And so simply by doing one thing, then I could have that free mind to say, well, I've sent off that email or I've made that phone call now what is my next option? And if there were four or five options, we'll pick one. And then I'd go through those four or five options. Yep. And, and I think it is that um, that whole thing of it, you don't know what thing will hit in your life at some sort of time, but there's something that happens that finds a way that's the right thing that triggers. So as you said, a single email when you've been working so hard, but it's a single email that changes the whole whole world. We had an experience with one of the companies we own that – it was a good company. It was there and then a single conversation changed it into, oh, this is worth a lot of money and, you know, all these things that you never know what is going to happen and that's I think if you're sitting there at the moment going, everything I feel like I'm doing at the moment doesn't seem to have any big impact but that's the point of, as you said, this is every day is day one. You just need to execute immediately the things that feel right for this point in time. And from a personal point of view, it – it often gives you a sense of control back because you are the one who are making, who are taking the steps. And what's well, not even a sense of control; it is absolute control. That the only thing you can control is your action right this second. Yeah, and so from my point of view, from transition and what I've been able to learn is that it's really easy to uh, blame or make excuses for everything going on as to why something can or can't happen. Yep. Uh, and if you can actually say, well. Regardless of that, you know, the world out there is in an interesting place but regardless of that, what can I do right now that will make sure that whatever the transition is, it's going to be the best that it can be. doesn't mean it's going to be great and I think many people are sitting here trying to find the, um, the world's going to be okay at the end. It will be but it doesn't mean that it's going to be the same for better or worse for everyone and so for some people it's going to be great, for some people it's going to be bad but 
if it is bad, what are you going to do to make sure it's the best version of that? And it sounds quite whimsical and carefree, but I don't know what's going to happen with my businesses, but I do know that everything that I'm doing, each little step is going to make sure that they're set up for the best opportunity, good or bad. Absolutely. And I think um, we'll talk about this a bit after, Nigel, because I wouldn't mind hearing from you too, that it's you. no one knows whether their business is going to be around at the end of this. And as much as I sit here and we, we've taken all the steps and the measures and we're over years been fiscally responsible that we can support it from, you know, I've got the, the means to support it for a, for a certain amount of time um, beyond, you know, having no clients or all the things that could happen that others are experiencing. It doesn't necessarily mean that's the right thing to do. And it doesn't necessarily mean that just because I wanted to have this business and it was going well a month ago that, you know, we were talking about this in our first podcast that we'd come off a 50% growth quarter and we were hiring fast. We we were one signature away from quadrupling the size of our office. So we're looking for a thousand square metres, enough for 90 people and quadrupling our rental. And if we were literally one signature away and if the landlord had said, I'll take that deal, we'd be stuck in an empty office night right now and it wouldn't have been anything we did wrong but we would be in some serious um, challenges because we just couldn't sustain and we'd be locked in and I'd probably have, you know, it would have been a nightmare. And just with transitions on that note, transitions aren't good or bad. No, and in fact, and that's probably the point we need to get to, they're imperative and they should be now the natural state in which we all operate in as leaders and owners is I should always be looking for transition. And you can go through it if you've ever broken up with a partner, if you've had to move companies, if you've, I don't know, changed something that you like or don't like. A transition just means that you're changing a slight direction. Yeah. If, when it's thrust upon you, you can feel like you've uh, almost been dealt a hard hand. Yeah. But it's what comes next is that's what I've always found is the positive because there's been some bad transitions in my life but I love the fact that I'm sitting here with Nigel on a computer doing a podcast yeah. about this which I never would have been able to do not even six months ago and because of what could have been deemed a negative transition, thank goodness. I, I, I agree. And I'm, Listen, for anyone listening, this is not easy for any of us. Don't get me wrong. We, we've got some major investments at the moment that we need to pull levers and reins and this has been by far the most intense working um, month and a half being at home. Like I've got some friends that work for big corporates and they're like, this is not too bad. And I literally, it's Monday to Friday, phone call after phone call after work after work after phone call after, it's just full on back into it. And, you know, on some sick, sick way, I can't say I'm not enjoying it. <laughs> like I actually have to be a little careful. I just... I'm, I realise I'm pretty good at isolation, not, I, I want to give myself a little bit of, um, not because I'm good at it, that we're lucky enough to be, I'm here with Lana, we see the world very similarly, we see this as an opportunity, so it's like being stuck in a execution think tank together and there's a little bit of, apart from the fear of financial challenges, business challenges, making sure your people, your family and everything are right, I, I, I would have to admit it right now, now we're only a few weeks in, but I'm sort of really enjoying this. Um, just, as I said, I don't want anyone to take this out of context going, this absolute moron's enjoying the coronavirus. That is not what I'm saying. I'm enjoying the intensity of 
needing to not overthink things we have to do. Here's an idea, execute. Here's an idea, execute. It's to me, it's um, it's it's been a life changing thing. You know, I'm turning forty in three weeks, and this experience will change the next forty years. Yeah, I know. I hope you've got a cake ready and I hope it's a surprise. <laughs> it's pretty hard to surprise when we're sitting here. <laughs> but Nigel, I'll jump to you because I want to I want to jump into that because it's hard to admit that this will probably change everything. And for those out there, as I said, we I don't know if the companies are going to survive. And that's not the point right now. And talk about it maybe a little bit from you, Nigel, because you've gone through a couple of these transitions, a few I've been involved with as um, both inside and actually as an observer but mm-hmm. where, where has this been a very similar thing to you because you're not in panic stations because you're pretty much conditioned for this as well yeah pretty much uh this is probably the even though this is an enforced transition I, this is the one that i'm most equipped for to be quite honest um <laughs> transition and working with you for such a long time has acclimatized me to um Expect change, uh, not really ever be the author of change a lot myself in it. Um, and That's a nice turn of it. phrase, by the way, the author of change. Very nice. Sorry, just pick up. It's a very nice turn of phrase. Yeah. <laughs> Name of your biography? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, isn't it? No, it's a very nice, isn't that a very nice way of putting it, the author of change. Yeah, very good. You must be doing a lot of reading. <laughs> Only joking. <laughs> Uh, so one of the uh, – I've transitioned quite a few times in my life and taken some fairly big turns, but the reality is a lot in the early years, a lot of those didn't matter because uh, I was broke. I had no no one depending on me, any of those kind of things. So I could go, yeah, I'm a comic one day. No, I'm a personal trainer the next day. No, I'm this the next day. That I didn't do it day by day, but um, whenever I move, I throw myself fully into it. And it's it's that whole thing. Anyone can be a great gambler if you've got nothing to lose. Yeah. yeah, like, like <laughs> who cares? It's it's so funny. I've had people who work for us and me and all that that they're all gun ho until there was value in it, and yeah. and they were so brave up until a point. Go, well, but if this if this goes wrong, won't my stock drop a lot? And I go, yeah, you'll lose everything. Like, oh, um, well, that's different. <laughs> well, that's the game I've been playing. Now, welcome to the real game because you've got something to lose now, particularly young people that just don't get it until because they've never, they don't have anything yet. It's, it's very funny. You've got things to lose now because it's the oh, first time you're playing yeah, with most stakes. Definitely, yeah. Um, and I guess that's, the, I guess, one of the biggest transitions that I went through. And actually looking back on it, it wasn't all that long ago. Um, so one of the – and I'm going to be very vague about – names and details and all those kind of things. But one of the previous companies that we owned was a video production live streaming company. Uh, And one of the roles that kind of took me a large part of it was there was a period where we were servicing a major client, which meant that I was essentially out of the country 10 months out of 12. Uh, So I did not see a lot of you. Not at all. And so, and that wasn't just going to a single place that was jumping from UK to Dubai to Indonesia, back to UK. Uh, there, I remember one trip that it was supposed to be a three week trip and I was there for three months. So there was very little certainty about what I was doing day to day there. Yeah, that's, um, that was, uh, yeah, that was a tough, it was a tough few years there in terms of, um, you know, this happens when you're a smaller company growing, you get a major client, you want to do the best you can and, and things like that happen. You can, in reflection, it sounds ridiculous, but when you're in it, it's like it, it makes a lot of sense. 
uh, as I said before, where uh, and I'm an all-in kind of guy. Uh, and if there's an opportunity, then I will try and dig it the gold out of it. But that job essentially was 20 hours a day, uh, basically on call the whole time. Uh, so from there, uh, and it was within my first year of marriage as well, uh, to the lovely Trish. Uh, and halfway through that, you weren't raising we big were... cats, were you? <laughs> <laughs> so for those who are watching, you jumped right on there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, keep going. You've just time stamped this episode. <laughs> Um, but found out halfway through that that um, our little daughter was on the way, so our first child. And without, there was a period where it was clear that there was a diverging of thought patterns uh, alignment towards certain core concepts, which was not going to remedy itself. So from there, with absolutely no money, uh, I stopped and came back and went from touring 10 months a year to home with what the hell am I doing? Uh, new kid on the way, no money, uh, no real job except for um, servicing a couple of clients that we'd had on the other side of it. Yeah, um, but I don't, mean, I don't was... want you to jump straight out of that because it's pretty important and, and, and maybe the way you reflect, I reflect slightly differently. You came back from that and we basically dumped our biggest client um, and then we came back and we used those skills and it took a couple of months but then we found two other great clients that made us 10 times as much money in 10 times shorter period of time. Yeah, most definitely. So the the other side of it, but that was a jump without a safety net. Absolutely it was. and it's But it's more interesting because at the time it felt like that it was starting from zero again, that you were back, we had no money coming in, we had no product. We had no client base here because you'd been away for 12 months. We actually had to start again. with the only- Yeah, and we also had no real relationship at that point either because of the nature of how it was. You'd been so focused doing um, what you were doing with Alana. I'd been so focused on the other side. We'd managed to talk very few times. So it was literally a restart of everything. Absolutely. Amazing. And I think this is a lot of probably how people are feeling right now, which is, they probably have a lot of relationships that need to restart probably yeah. with themselves as well because a lot of people I think when they're getting comfortable, they're, um, you know, you, you sit there and get comfortable enough in life and then basically try and hold on to that and we're particularly, I, I wouldn't say our clients because it's not a fair, it's not fair to reflect on our clients, not that they wouldn't love me to talk about them to be honest with you because they're just a type of person that's here but it's, Anyone who comes to us, for instance, I'll give you an example. People who are paying for performance people to be in their business and to accelerate their company or a certain type of person. So they're very progressive as business owners to start with. Most people or other people, this is, this is such a foreign thing. And to start again, to actually work out what, what is it about starting again that's not scary. The only thing that I can really add of value to this conversation, um, because Lana's got a very measured way of approaching things and going, well, this I'll just focus on the next step and the next step. Um, when these major changes happened and they've, all I can say is that I don't know the answer to the question on the other side, but 
and I believe most people would be in the same situation, they know when something needs to change. So my, whenever we get to those points now, and we've, we've done it a couple of times since then, is go, I don't know what the next step is, but I know that this isn't the right fit. By putting it out there, having the group mind come into it, we've always found a way to the next thing. Absolutely. And in terms of just for those listening out there that can relate because there might be people who are starting again, uh, mentally starting again, I should say. If you're out there and you feel like you've lost everything, honestly, just around the mental health, just breathe. Take a step back and have a look at it, the situation detached because there's, there's normally a hell of a lot of options you've never had to explore. The world's a very big place. You'd be surprised at your networks. You'd be surprised at the opportunity. So if you're feeling a little bit of despair, just breathe a little at the moment. You don't need to feel rushed, even though it can feel like there's a lot of pressure coming. But I just want for those who are sitting out there that might not be coping as well as others, at the time, I promise you, we weren't as measured as we are now. Um, There were punchy wall type feelings and there were anger type feelings and there were heated discussion. I just want, if you're out there and you're just struggling a little bit at the moment with this transition, just just breathe. I've seen a, a, a few extended friendship groups that have had messages on the social media channels this week that have scared the living shit out of me and because it's it's dealing with this overwhelm and just don't rush just sit back breathe reach out to people that you care for shit reach out to us like i don't care just whatever you need to do right now the community's big an opportunity will come back and like you described just before nigel we had nothing and it was that should we just shut this down and go our separate ways was you know part of the conversation and you you were going in for some job interviews and you know things like that and going do you know what i need to do this for my family i've got a kid on the way i've got to be a good dad i've got to be a provider i can't live this lifestyle tim we've been doing for 10 years of hey there may be a paycheck at the end of this week in some of those businesses while we're building them up but you'd be surprised when it all settles down and you realize what you really want there are a lot of options came back quicker didn't it because essentially, yeah. you did really well. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. And I would say that the the key thing in if that if someone is doing that, actually vocalizing it and let other people know, and this is the, an opportunity because everyone is in the same kind of boat to some degree or another. But also having the right people around you at that point, it makes all the difference because uh, we would not have got anywhere. Oh, sorry, no, I wouldn't have got to where I am and. I'm not giving you the credit for this, but you guys supported me in the right ways to allow me to make my own choices. And, and, and the, yeah. No, I appreciate that. That's really important. No, I agree. And I think, and this is, you know, this is the the way the complexity of, of all of us going through transition. Sometimes you're going to have to transition people at this period of time. And I'm not talking about family and friends you don't need to talk to, but you have to start transitioning the thoughts you're going to allow into your brain and how you see the world. Because at the end of the day, no one's gone through this. So everyone's giving their opinion on their experience in life and the things that give them comfort and protection. But that doesn't always line up. And I know, and you know, we've talked about this in a, in a funny way, Lana, particularly, you know, I must be a pain in your bum when we talk about this, but I always feel like as soon as we get comfortable in life, it's time to transition. I have real mm-hmm. problems with comfort, as in things are feeling calm. That. Nigel and I know it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> We've worked with you long enough. We know when it's coming. Yeah, and and but I think this is everyone's in that position right now, which is it feels everyone feels uncomfortable, but this is as we said a normal state. 
Can I just say on that point, it's something that's um, been I've been struggling with over the last couple of days, particularly. It's been really weirding me out. When this first started to ramp up in Australia and we all got went home, um, I'd wake up each morning and forget where we were at. And then I'd scroll through my feed and see those numbers start to rise and like very quickly rise in those early days. And this over, overbearing fear would kind of hit me, oh, this is the world we live in now. But over the last couple of days, we seem to have flattened the curve, to use that phrase, um, a little bit. And I realise the irony of saying this in because it's in complete stark contrast to the numbers overnight from the rest of the world who are going through real, real pain. But in seeing those numbers, there's there's this weird feeling that I've either become it's not disappointed. That's the that's the wrong word that um, the numbers haven't increased, but it's almost desensitised to it or anticlimactic in a way. I'm just struggling with how I feel about it and what not knowing what those next steps are. I know what you're saying. I know you're not disappointed. Aren't people aren't getting sick? No. But it's that it's that whole idea, isn't it? That I guess our expectation. But I'm, I'm, Alana. We spoke about it the other day, which is we're looking this as people's same um, reaction to the you know phases of grief that people go through. That last week there's a acceptance because the whole world was burning two weeks ago. Then there was almost a lull or exhaustion and now we're looking at the next reaction and we're like, wait a minute, it's not what I expected because your brain was already running down the path of. So, Nigel, this is really interesting because in Australia we are a little bit behind everyone else because we are so uh, geographically isolated. So you're looking at all these numbers of places that are connected, all the Europe and the Americas where it's growing really quickly and in Australia because we've been able to watch – we're on a separate trajectory. And so while the world is burning, our world is a little bit less on that trajectory because of all the changes and that's probably where it's coming from is we're almost waiting for the world to get to the stage four isolation because of everything out there. But in actual fact we're not there yet. Yeah, and this this yeah. worries me about it. Even this conversation is around um, it's time to – recalibrate where we're at because this is such a false sense of security that it's ridiculous. If you're standing in the middle of Ecuador at the moment and there are bodies all around you, this is not how it is. And we have to be really careful because as business owners we're talking about transition and where we're at. If you're starting to feel comfortable just as a general leader in business, that's great because we should be adjusting to this period and accepting what it is and that it's going to be completely uncomfortable for many, many months. Now, how do I take action in this and not be comfortable because I feel safe? And not that I don't want you feeling safe, but a lot of us here, uh, we're locked in our little homes and we're safe and we're secure and we feel we've got food and we feel we've got protection. And now what? Because then becomes the point of now you have to actually do something and make this productive if you want to keep your company going or you want to come out of this as an acceleration. And I think calibrating that now because what I, I naturally think the next thing will come around is anger. We haven't hit the anger phase of people yet who have been inside, they're starting to lose money, their paychecks are going to start reducing the bills. This is where you have to then get comfortable with transition. And I think that's where I was kind of leading to with what I was talking about because we're so in the trenches with all of the clients at the moment um, and we're going, we've done all this work and you go, well, to see the numbers not increase, you go, well, 
have we overreacted? Have we? And then I can just go, if I've got even that, that irrational part of my brain doing that, I go, I know there's going to be half of Australia that's just going to go, oh, this is stupid and walk outside and do what they shouldn't do. And that's the next phase where I go, now I'm getting angry that at them because they're going to do that at Corona because it hasn't met my expectations of what needs to happen for this for us to, yeah. It's, <sighs> look, it is a similar thing in business because everyone's changed. Some people mm. think that it's an overreaction to move online and it's actually, well, no, you've had this really strong opportunity to transition, to change, to pivot, whatever it is that you want to call it. If you stop as a business owner and go back to what you were doing, you've lost, if there is any silver lining in what's going on, you've lost this great chance to make that change and make that leap. And you can always go back, but to not continue down the road and say, well, this is now what we're doing. How can I make it work? Absolutely. It, this is if you feel that it's a matter of time before it'll go back and that's your game plan you're missing it you're you're missing you're you're not leading this is not that time the world will never go back the same way ever yeah and there is no back and even if it does go back here's the reality of the debt owed to governments and um, just the world and the central bank and all the things that we, everyone's going, yay, we got a stimulus. Yay, we got a stimulus. <laughs> Look how much I got back. Yay, I can keep my employees on and go, that bill has not been paid and that bill's going to have big, big interest, not just from a point of view of um, the actual interest owed to the borrowings of the governments, but that's going to be interest paid by our community for decades. So... If you're a business owner at the moment and you get through and you can run your business pretty much the same way, all, all power to you. You're, you're a rare one in an industry that has managed to get some dumb luck. Very good. For everyone else in the world, this is where you should be excited by the fact that you have no choice but to try and do some things differently because you've got nothing to lose. Because even if you get out of this, we might be in a recession. We might be in a semi-depression. I don't want to get negative, but you, this is the opportunity to now fall in love with uncertainty and innovation and find a way to completely change your life. And I'm not just talking about the owners. We're talking, Lana, about you know people have lost their job. Maybe this is your opportunity of a lifetime to actually put a plan together of what you would have loved to do. Even if you come out of this and you look at that plan and go, nah, I'd rather grab my job again all power to you, but why wouldn't you take this chance right now to just recalibrate your life? You've got a period of a few months where everything is equal. Everyone is in a similar boat. If you could do – if you wanted to be an artist, if that's what you really wanted to do, now is the time to see, well, did I actually want to do it or did I just use that as a reason to be unhappy with my job for the last however many years? And it's this really – interesting phenomenon that I always talk about which is I really don't want to learn French I just want to speak it yeah (laughs) I just finally there was a pill (laughs) finally and it, it can be similar in this time where all the negatives aside if there is a chance to take the I guess the positive side of this is everything that you've been putting off for what your future or what your life was meant to be because everything is equal right now, it's all equal in terms of where we're all at. What first step could you take to make that dream that you would always do the reality? And if it doesn't work out, eh, you haven't quit your job, you haven't done anything like that. 
but why not go on the the journey of those first few steps to actually see was this legitimately the life not lived? And you know that there's a massive opportunity because you can read all the um, streaming platforms having to turn down their quality control because the amount of content being consumed. So everyone in the world has just um, upped the mind-numbing stuff. And if you're one of those people who can say, do you know what, I'm going to structure a way to learn or spend time on myself during this period, you're the 0.0000% that is going to you – know, it doesn't mean you can't go and watch a couple of the streaming services, don't get me wrong, but if you can just find a way to have that discipline around thinking about your life and what you'd like to recalibrate, what was working for you, what wasn't working for you, what, what did you do great and what are you really not that good at – if you can work that out and you can start playing with your strengths and putting a bit of a plan together and starting to learn, I mean, this is a, you know, once you've got some food and shelter, this is really an opportunity of a lifetime just to recalibrate where you're at. And if anyone's listening and saying, yes, but I just need some downtime, power to you, cool. take it. It's just at the end of this, you have no right to say, oh, but I, I'm i in this situation or have a negative response to it because Everyone's going through different things in terms of how they're responding to this mentally. If you need downtime, take it. But that's your choice. Just like it's your choice if you're going to go and, I know, start an art class. Yeah. You don't have to take this time to use to learn a new hobby or to see what could have been. Well, it's always your choice. It's just the responsibility for it is now where it hits in a transition. But if you are going to take some downtime, this is a really good time to do it, but it's also the worst time to do it if you don't have an end date to your downtime because days go so quickly, like they can bleed into one another. You could have your downtime and all of a sudden six months later and you've done nothing. Yeah, but it's that, isn't it that thing of the all through life everyone says if I only had a little bit more time to do things, you know, on weekends by the time I finish all the things I have to do, I've got no energy or time, I go, here it is. Here's literally it up on a plate. Now you have to deal with the fear of actually being able to confront things that you've never done. And it's, it's for some this is going to be the making of their life. This is going to be – I mean I, I was playing with the idea of, you know, as I said before, I'm turning 40 soon. I was – playing with the idea of actually taking my 40th year off about six months ago. I actually thought, you know what, maybe I need to take the whole year off and just really recalibrate what's good, what's right. I need to shut off everyone I know and basically go as a – except Lana. But basically <laughs> – I almost had a holiday. Yeah, bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah, luck, you know. But doing things – doing something like that to actually recalibrate is this what I enjoy doing. Now, that's obviously not going to happen – um, in the next few weeks but this has become almost an intense version of that and so I'm very I feel very lucky to have had that period not that it's not flat out during the weeks with just keeping the the companies going but it, it makes you sit and calibrate and think and do all that and that's an opportunity available to everyone which is really pretty special if you think about it yeah and I think my final thought on the topic would be usually in a transition people do or don't because of the fear that they feel. Yep. Well, now, look, there's fear regardless. So if you can actually control a part of your transition, why not have a crack? And if it doesn't work out, it the world's going to change in the next few months. So you haven't really lost anything, but that fear's there regardless. So absolutely, why not? Why not? 
enjoy it, embrace it, get the most you can out of it because um, it's rare. Guys, thank you. Um, obviously still uh, challenging times and everything like that and I want to just again say for those of you who are listening, um, we know there's a lot of people going through some tough times at the moment. Reach out, reach out to your friends, reach out to your family, reach out to us if you need to. But, you know, it, whilst we're speaking here with level heads, next week it could feel completely different and and that's the way it is. But the fundamental thing is as long as you're here, you've got um, – You've got, you're awake, you've got a pen and paper and you can start thinking about things. There's still things that can be done and you're still in the game. And once we get used to that and that's, you can get out of this, you're going to come out with some superpowers and that'll be a pretty exciting time for you. So, Lana, Nigel, thank you for your time again and we'll um, do it all again next week. See ya. See ya.